This is the Champagne and Socks podcast. I'm Elisa. It finally happened to me. I've been staving it off as long as possible, but now it's time to admit my baby dropped one of her daytime naps. And, you know, she's almost the last in her group to do so, so I shouldn't be complaining, but I'm still grieving. There's a grief period to go with that hour to extra two hours that I had sometime in my day, unpredictable as it was. So I'm still adjusting, which means quick, Baby down for morning time nap, get whatever you have to get done, done. And this week I've been making exercise a bit of a priority in that slot, which is why I'm not saying I forgot to record my episode yesterday. I'm just saying that I thought maybe I would have had a second slot in the afternoon and that did not eventuate. So the first thing is the demotivation that I've had with the fisherman's jumper. I have knit about halfway through the back of the jumper and baby was up one night last week and I thought well I'm knitting she's sitting next to me let me just see how big this actually needs to be to be done and I held it up to her back and realized that halfway through the pattern for the back was in fact the size of her back which means that I did neither swatch nor measure my baby before I picked the pattern. To be fair, I think this was actually the smallest size or the second to smaller size in the pattern. And it said 18 months to two years, I think, was the size that I picked. It's going to be double her size, which means it must be for a three or a five-year-old, I'm thinking. My baby is actually at the taller end of the curve. So what the hell is with this jumper pattern? The only thing I can think is I bought the pattern book in London Maybe it's made for much colder climes where you might have layering and other garments underneath it. I have no idea. I actually then measured my baby and went, yeah, if I'd measured her and looked at the pattern, I would have said, that is not for an 18-month-old. Needless to say, that is where that project has stalled. I mean, I really like the jumper. It's it's kind of androgynous because it's this sort of steely grey colour. And the cables are interesting enough and, you know, it's fine. It's knitting reasonably fast, but now I'm like, I'm going to finish this jumper and she's still not going to be wearing it this year. So do I have to finish this as an urgent priority? Or if I picked it up next year and knit it, is she still going to be too small for this jumper? So that's where this jumper and I are at at the moment. This is where we are at. We are suspiciously eyeing each other off across the room. So instead, I picked up a new project. Uh, 2015 is supposed to be the year of finishing already started projects. That was my aim going in. I even audited everything with a sort of vague, now I know where it all is, now I know what it all is, now I'm just going to work through it. And I do not seem to be succeeding at this. Probably the last thing I even finished was over Christmas and we're at the end of April. Yeah. So I did, I picked up a new project. Deb and I were looking through patterns to see what we might make for our yarn box Lux delivery that we got. And I'm kind of in the whole 2015 is year of finishing things off. If I buy something, I kind of need it to not go into stash. It needs to be knit and moved on. That's how I'm justifying that. Well, I got the yarn box Lux as my birthday present. So does that mean I can stash it? Does it not? Anyway, Deb was looking at patterns and sent me a whole bunch of ones to look at and we both narrowed it down to two shrugs and then 
I liked one and she liked one better. So we've decided to knit the ones that we each like and then we will compare and contrast. So I ended up picking the Oryxa pattern, which is a shrug, but the sleeves are much bigger around the cuff. So it'll have sort of a floaty feel, which I quite like. I quite like that look on myself to have more bulk on my arms to balance out other areas. Also, that means you can have different things on underneath when you're just throwing the shrug over the top. So to recap, the yarn box Lux came with two different yarns. One is a fingering weight by Art Yarns and the other one is a mohair silk, which you ply in and knit together. So didn't quite have enough of the mohair silk. This pattern has a fancy lace cuff that then moves into the sleeve and I'm just making the cuff only the fingering and then I will add the second yarn in when I do the bulk of the body lace i have this love hate it's really a hate hate relationship with lace i like the finished product i am terrible at knitting lace the reason i'm terrible at knitting lace is because i very rarely sit and just knit and lace needs your focus lace needs your attention lace needs your love and i am usually working and then watching tv at the same time and then knitting on top of that so knitting is usually the third thing that i'm doing at the same time it is the thing i want to be paying the least amount of attention to lace is not conducive to that it's not good for picking up and putting down whilst you read an email and then want to reply or whilst you think of a thought and need to write it down or whilst your attention's caught by some massive drama on the TV, you can't remember wearing the repeat of the pattern you're up to, you can't remember what line, whether you just knit two together or whatever. Yeah, that's a long way of saying that I started, I knit two of the full pattern repeats and then just didn't even have the right number of stitches on the row and had to unpick the whole thing and start over and then had to start over about three times after that and then made it to the current iteration and I'm just like why 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 do I pick lace why do I do that you know and the thing about laces the really fun bit is when you block lace that is where it's like the funnest and between seeing a pattern you like and blocking the pattern that you made yeah there's like three years in between that so it's got this really long in the distance payoff anyway I am now into the seventh or eighth repeat of the cuff which means I am almost at the end of the cuff, finally. I will take a little picture of that for the show notes. The other thing that Deb and I did do is whilst we were scouting around for patterns for this project, we both found this lacy, there's the word again, cardigan, Kitto feud, which I think we mentioned before, and we've both ordered yarn for that in Madeline Tosh. So I'm waiting for that to arrive and then it is a question of am I going to cast on for the next project or am I actually going to finish something? And you know, I have to admit, and this is terrible to admit, I've been eyeing off my sewing the last week, week and a half, wondering where I was up to and would I like to pick some of that up again. I have no fidelity when it comes to crafting which is another way of saying I have no ability to finish things. That's really what we're saying. I like to start things, not so good with the finishing. It's because I'm a process crafter. I'm not into the product, which means I couldn't even tell you how many things and what I've actually made in my life because that's not the important thing. 
it becomes problematic when you wonder if you've just been wasting your life starting things and then never ever finishing them. Hence the point of the 2015 finish things goal. I'm going to have to figure out a way of bringing myself back to that. It's kind of interesting because watching myself do that and even just listening to this recording, I've been really getting back into GTD, getting things done in the last two weeks or so because I don't think you can juggle a baby without having a system for the rest of your life because you just cannot keep things in your head and because you're constantly reacting and putting out fires with a toddler running around with no sleep there's no way that you can function in any other capacity without having some kind of system for dealing with everything else and having already had some idea of GTD going into having a baby that really really helped me and it really really saved me a lot of times And recently I've just been feeling completely overwhelmed in life. I'm, you know, studying my PhD full-time, I'm running a publishing company full-time, and then I'm a full-time stay-at-home mum. That's three full jobs, just the one person. You know, and then all the other things that you've got to run, your life, going to the dentist, running a house, remembering to have clean underwear, all of that kind of stuff. It's just crazy. And the only way, really, that I've found to somehow even feel like I'm in control or that there is a light at the end of the tunnel of overwhelmedness that is control is having a system. And GTD really makes a lot of sense for me in doing that. And so I've really been trying to bring myself back to coming back onto the wagon of having a GTD system. And that, of course, has been starting completely over again and just working slowly through the whole What is this? What is my objective? What is the next action? And David Allen says in one of the CDs that I've been listening to, he says, if you're running around thinking through all the things you have to think through, but you never get to the end of the thinking about it, you never get to the point where you've finished thinking about what it is you have to do. And so you've never felt what it's like to get to the end of that thought process which is true for me. I never have. I've never successfully put together a whole working system under his GTD. I've never done it. I've I've never emptied my in-tray. I've never before now. This is the last two weeks I've been running at zero inbox in my email, and that's the first time in my life I've actually ever done that. And having done that, I realised that he's right. You can think about what it might feel like, to have a zero inbox but it is nothing compared to what it is actually like to have a zero inbox and since I've achieved that and seen what that is I've been constantly on top of keeping that at zero and now I'm like really interested to see what that actually feels like for the rest of my life so listening to myself say I start all these craft projects but I never finish them has a resonance back to that never finishing through the thought process never getting to the point of finishing a system and seeing what that's like I don't even remember the last time I ever just systematically worked through craft projects and finished what I'd started before I did the next one. I mean, I guess when I was much, much younger and had a much smaller income, I wouldn't have been buying so many supplies, so I wouldn't have been stashing, you know, like when I was 15, for example. But even then, I've still found cross-stitch kits that I must have picked up back then, so I don't know. It's an interesting thought, and almost feels like an interesting thing to try out. What would it feel like, Elisa, if you just said, okay, I cannot start anything else until I finish the Oryxa shawl? Kind of interesting. I mean, over Christmas I did work through a couple of patterns and just sit and finish them and get to the next one. 
that was, of course, because I was still either doing or just on the end of my Christmas knitting. It's an interesting experiment that I'm a little bit interested in seeing what that would be like, to see what I would do with that. How about you? Are you a work on one project till you finish it and then start the next one? Or are you a multi-starter like me? And do you feel bad? Do you ever have massive finishing up? See, that's the, that is the thing about having a bunch of things started is at some point you get to this massive finishing off where suddenly you have a week where you've finished three pairs of socks and a scarf and a shawl or whatever because, you know, you just had to, like, bind off or something. How do you work? What works for you? What do you feel bad about? What makes you feel awesome? Let me know. You've been listening to the Champagne and Socks podcast, a twice-weekly podcast of all things craft, dropping Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can now subscribe via iTunes, leave a review if you like, Join the craft circle and tell us what you're working on this week. Email me at champagneandsocks at gmail.com or find me on Twitter as Champagne Socks. I'm over on Ravelry as Girlie Jones. Also find the Ravelry group, Champagne and Socks. Finally, photos and links for this episode can be found in the show notes at champagneandsocks.com. Speak to you later.